fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I think we need an intervention. We have a lot to get to today. Holy cow, a middle-of-the-week celebration, the midweek celebration right here on the Voice of Reason as we try and cover as much ground as we possibly can. We have one hour to do it, so we're all about the quantity over the quality for the time being as we go through another week. Hey, welcome into the program broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas on our flagship radio station all over the country. Radio, TV, live streaming and podcasting multiple stations all over the place. We appreciate you hanging out. Your millennial general reporting for duty like we do every single day. It's a big show for you today. Peter Rakowski, he is with the John Birchett Society. We have not had him on the program before, but he'll be joining us to talk about how former Trump admins are working to try and work on election integrity in the country. So we'll touch on that, see where we are with some of the latest election laws across the, uh, across the nation and how the federal government is responding to states taking election issues into their own hands because they ain't liking that one. Makes them a little uncomfortable. Yeah. So we'll get to that. We have a lot of other things to cover today as well. First and foremost, I have to say thank you. I, I usually don't say this on the radio, but by like, I don't know, noon today, I had hundreds, hundreds of comments all over all my social media platforms, and I have tried to take the time to respond to each and every one of them. Thank you for the birthday wishes. I appreciate it very much. The 32-year-old millennial general is now a 33-year-old millennial general, and I feel very old as uh, this continues on. So thank you very much. I appreciate it. It does mean the world to me. You are my family, and I have to say that first and foremost is that you, the listener, the fact that we get some you know, one-on-one time every single day, at least for an hour or more every day, it's awesome. I love it. I love hearing from you. I love comments from the show, just your thoughts about how the program's doing, if you have ideas for the show, if you have show prep, uh, different articles or different guests or anything. I love hearing from you on the social media, on the email, on the website, however you try to reach out. I, I always love it and I appreciate it. And the fact that you've stuck with me for years on this show as it's grown and started off a very, very small show on very small stations and it's grown and it's evolved and now we're on multiple stations all over the place. It is my absolute dream and desire to make this a professional thing on a grand national scale and by golly we're doing it and it is growing that way and we will do that. So and the fact that you've stuck with me for that long hopefully means that you're not just doing it out of charity but you actually enjoy the content and the information and the education on this program and the entertainment value as well whether you laugh at me or laugh at someone that we talk about uh then i appreciate it so thank you for the birthday wishes thank you for this we are just getting started with all the cool things we have lined up for this program and i have to say now i will say that with the birthday that i had today it was a little a little tainted because i was not aware of this and one of my coworkers today brought this up as she said Andy did you know this and showed me I was not aware that today there's also another birthday of any a certain elected official today and when I heard this it, it, I gotta admit it's tainted a little bit but I was here first by golly I was here an entire year beforehand and I think that counts for something. I am told this is a garbage <laughs> disposal. Oh, yeah. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. It is also her birthday as well. So, but she's a year younger than me. 
I was born in 88. She was born in 89. So I got her on one year. And hopefully between both of us talking about complete polar opposites of the political spectrum, at least hopefully we can balance each other's karma out, maybe leaning a little bit more favorable to this side. So we're working on that one. So I guess we can say, in all fairness, happy birthday as well to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. See, there oh, we can't say something nice about that side of the aisle. So there it is. <laughs> Welcome in. Also, I have to I think this was made for me on my birthday as well. I, I don't know. And it's a sad story, so I don't want to be too like laughy and giddy and funny about it. But it is kind of ironic and funny at the same time, as you know. I found out the last couple of years about some of the heritage and ancestry and a lot of it in the Nordic Viking region. Well, there's a headline today, and again, it's a sad story. But also kind of ironic, because this is the direction we're eventually going to go in the nation. But according to express.co.uk for the United Kingdom, that there is a town in Norway that had a rampage murderer on the spree last night. Again, terrible story. But if you know anything about the Nordic region, they don't have any firearms. They can't have guns. It is illegal to purchase a gun in those areas. So do you know what they used? Used a bow and arrow. Now, coming from the Nordic ancestry that I am all about and that I've sunk head in headfirst into with the mythology and the culture and so on and so forth, I find it hilarious that the Vikings are rebirthing themselves in a socialist nation by using bow and arrows to go and I'm going to go rob a bank and use the bow and arrow. Hey, want to put the jewels in my pocket? Can't do it because I obviously got the bow and arrow going on here. Uh, and it's a sad story. Town rocked by a night of terror as man goes on a bow and arrow rampage killing multiple individuals. It's terrible. Now, there's a couple things to take away from it. First off, I guess I'm glad that they're beginning to embrace their ancestral heritage of Vikingism and the raids that they did. <laughs> the other part is, isn't it ironic that you ban firearms and yet still you have a rampage going on with someone stupid doing something stupid? Yeah. Now, imagine if we got rid of firearms here in the United States. Do you think it's going to stop any crime? Do you think it's going to stop anything? Of course it's not going to stop anything because someone's either going to go out with a bow or with a knife or with a vehicle or with their fist or something because if they want to do harm to themselves or others, they will find a way to do so regardless of the object, the object that they have available to them. So try all you want to to try and ban firearms and you know that the left-wing progressive AOC types are trying to do that. Good luck actually trying to stop the issue because now we have uh, old Vikings apparently going out and shooting people with bows and arrows in the middle of the night. And because they're silent, you're not going to hear them. So almost just as deadly. When are the calls going to come out to try and ban bow and arrows, not just in Norway, but as the next step here in the United States as well? Again, not a funny story. I just thought it was ironic coming out today of all days. So there you have it. Uh, we have a lot to get to, especially with, as I mentioned, we have an intervention that we need to do. You know, one of the individual, maybe the family member or the friend that is just, you know, having a bad time, having some down and rough times, and you just need the intervention to sit down and say, hey, we need to talk. We need to have a serious conversation here. It's what we need to do with the media right now. Because I, I don't think in my entire livelihood of being involved in politics, which again is growing by the days, obviously, with my birthday, but... With the ever-growing years that I am watching the media, watching the political flavor of the day, I don't think I've ever seen so much denial in mainstream media as I have today and over the last couple days. Yesterday, we ran a report, if you remember, and we talked about the massive increase of people quitting their jobs in the nation. A record, what was it, a 3% of the entire workforce 
has quit their jobs. Now, the media is trying to report, obviously, that they're more emboldened, that we have unemployment benefits actually helping them with their wages. We have the wage battle trying to raise minimum wage to where they can go off and find better opportunities. And is that true? Maybe to a degree. If I'm getting overworked, uh, working 10, 12, 14 hours a day, and I'm getting paid very little uh, in compensation for that, I'm going to go and find better work elsewhere to where my time is better managed, to where I'm working less hours, to where I can have more energy and put more effort into the job and actually get paid proper. I mean, if you're on salary, for example, and you work in 14-hour days and you're making, say, $50,000, $60,000, when you break that down to the hourly, are you really making a decent amount of money? And right now, with a massive work shortage in the nation and a labor shortage, I'm pretty sure people have opportunities to go and find other jobs. So is that contributing to a massive quitting spree across the nation at near like 4.3 million people that quit their jobs just in the month of August? Did that contribute? Sure, it contributed. Why not? Of course it would. At the same time, what else is going on? We've never, ever in the history of this nation, we've never had to report the number of people quitting their job. We've had jobless rates. We've had unemployment rates. We've had people on social benefits. We've had job posting availability reports that come out. How many people are actually in the workforce? How many aren't in the workforce? How many dropped out of the workforce? How many are on social programs? I mean, we've had these numbers, but for an actual stat to be tracking on the number of people that have openly said, I'm done, I quit, I want better opportunities, we've never done that. So while you can say there's a there's a wage battle going on, trying to raise the minimum wage, it's giving people better opportunities. Has that contributed? Sure, maybe. But that's only a sliver of the story. And the media focusing on that fact alone is in complete denial. It's time for an intervention on the mainstream media to recognize what's really going on. What else is making the news right now? Southwest Airlines where they've had to cancel, what, 1,800 flights in a day over the last three days or so, more cancellations on the way. Ah, Andy, it's all the weather. Yeah, that's why no one else is canceling their flights either. There's something else happening. Why? Maybe because people are leaving the workforce because of the COVID-19 vaccine mandates. Now, I know it's a very triggering thing for many individuals. How dare you even consider uh, quitting your job because of a mandate? But we have nurses that say that they're doing it, close to near like a million of them nationwide. Their latest number I saw was like 700,000, 800,000 nurses and people that work at hospitals that were leaving their jobs because of the vaccine mandate. North Carolina hospitals were working on firing the largest mass firing of individuals because of a vaccine mandate in the history of the entire healthcare industry. We have pilots that are leaving. We have the pilots union with Southwest Airlines suing the Biden administration because of these mandates. Because again, if you have more than 100 employees and you're mandated by federal government or soon to be mandated, that you must have all of those employees vaccinated for COVID-19. We have serious distribution and transportation issues right now. Truck drivers. There is a massive sh- There's always been a massive shortage, and we've had that for a long time. It's gotten worse with COVID-19. You're seeing right now there's a, a people are panicking about being able to buy their Christmas gifts now because there is nothing on the shelves. The Biden administration finally, after months of issues, are trying to work with port authorities to bring in different cargo ports from China because they're sitting there waiting to be unloaded for months. And we can't get to them because there's not enough transportation to haul them to the places they need to go. We have a serious issue going on in this nation that the Biden administration doesn't want to admit. 
that the federal government doesn't want to acknowledge and the media is desperate to try and hide and cover up because they're saying, well, it's more of the COVID-19 labor shortage and the wage battle with people having better opportunities, which is why we saw 4.3 million people quit their jobs just a month or so ago. Not admitting none of this has anything to do with the COVID-19 mandates where people refuse to get the vaccine. We're winning and we're doing something and they don't know how to respond to this because they've never had this many people stand up to them and say, uh-uh. They've always pushed the envelope, pushed the envelope, and pushed the envelope. And then when we finally push back, then they get really upset and try to change the narrative. Uh, Jen Psaki, the communications director for Biden, came out and tried to remind individuals, which is a complete load of crap, that the federal government trumps all state initiatives with states like Texas and with states like Florida coming out and trying to make themselves sanctuary states against these mandates. Josh, these requirements are promulgated by federal law. So when the president announced um, his vaccine uh, mandates for businesses that, of course, we're waiting on OSHA regulations for as a next step, um, that was pursuant to federal law and the implementation of federal law because it's an executive order. So our intention is to implement and continue to work to implement these requirements across the country, including in the states where there are attempts to oppose them. Yeah, so that was a response to a question about the lawsuits of them challenging the federal mandates. And she's like, oh, there's no issue here. Federal law trumps state law. and We can do whatever we want to. The businesses need to get on board. And oh, by the way, don't worry about the mass people quitting. Don't worry about the shortages and the and the delays in the airline industry. Don't worry about the transportation issue. Don't worry about skyrocketing prices because of lack of product in the private market. It's all because of COVID, not because of the mandates we're implementing. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic.
You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. I tell you, an intervention is desperately needed. we got to let them know what's going on. And when they freak out because the power that you have and the influence you're having on this, they don't know what to do. Now, it goes two ways with this, with how we're standing up, with what we're doing, with what we're fighting for, and how we're affecting the market. Remember, you as an individual, when you stop going to work because you don't want to comply with that mandate, when you stop buying products, when you stop flying, when the sort the resources aren't there when the mode of just normalcy in the world is gone because so many people stand up there's one of two ways this can go either number one they privatize or they they make everything go to the public sector to the federal government to where they say well we're just going to consume it obviously there's an issue here we're just going to take over this whole industry that's one that they can do and they can continue with the uh, delusion that COVID-19 mandates have nothing to do with the industries falling apart, with inflation and skyrocketing, with the shortage of different uh, materials and different goods because we don't get them off there. We can't transport them. We can't take them there. We don't have workers to do the thing. Uh, we just don't have it all. So they can continue with the delusion like an addict usually likes to do. Or when they finally get down to it, they can face the harsh reality that their mandates caused it. So it's up to you and I to remind them about the harsh reality. It's the tough love. Look, I know you're going to be around government. We know that you're never going anywhere, unfortunately. We know that you're never going to downsize yourself. Just remember, you're overstepping your bounds here. Now, the response from them has been, of course, about the litigation from Texas and Florida challenging these mandates on private businesses. You don't have the right to tell private business what to do with their employees. It's the private business. Now, if the private business choose to do it on their own accord... All the power to them. Hopefully people don't want to work at that business, but you know what? If that's what they choose to do, then that's what they choose to do. But it's not the government telling them to do so. But according to Jen Psaki and the Democrats, this is that overbearing, tyrannical type of micromanagement mentality that they have is that we know better than you. We're going to do uh, tell you what to do, and you just have to abide by it because there's no getting around it. Where they say that they think... That executive orders that the president of the United States signs, which is really not even included in the Constitution wholeheartedly, the laws, it's just a mandate. Remember, it's not a law. Different than a law. Mandates are different than laws. Laws are passed by Congress and signed by the executive uh, branch. The executive branch just signing an order and saying this shall be because I am king. That doesn't fly. And states have every right to challenge that and to make themselves not abide by that, especially when it goes outside of the realm of federal government duty, which goes back again to the role of federal government versus states' rights and sovereignty and 10th Amendment and so on and so forth. We've gone down the road many, many a time. So now the question is, do they have the right to enforce this? Obviously not, but they think they do as they continue to say, oh, yeah. Now, here's the funny part is that when they think that they're caught up in a corner, they try to throw out numbers. You ever have one of those people you're debating with and when they get caught, they don't know how to respond, so they just start regurgitating numbers thinking that it makes them sound really smart, like, oh, well, they know this stuff off the top of their head. Uh, Jen Psaki did that when asked about, again, these pieces of litigation. They tried to, She tried to go after Texas and Florida, saying that, well, they're the problem. Essentially banning the implementation of mandates uh, fit a familiar pattern uh, that we've seen of putting politics ahead of public health, 
Over 700,000 American lives have been lost due to COVID-19, including more than 56,000 in Florida and over 68,000 in Texas. And every leader should be focused on supporting efforts to save lives and end the pandemic. Why would you be taking steps that prevent the saving of lives, that make it more difficult to save lives in across the country or in any state? <laughs> yeah. So... When in doubt, just throw out the numbers. Scare people. Then look at how many people died in, from COVID in Texas. Look how many died in, in Florida. Has nothing to do with the litigation and the legalities of it. It's just why would you challenge this? Like it's just obvious, duh. According to the drama queen that is in there right now, like it's totally just obvious that you need to pass these things and that we have all the power. And look how many people died in these states. Now there's no obvious um, scene of narrowing of understanding of those numbers on who's actually died what the circumstances were prior conditions whether it was someone who's just negligent someone that actually did wear there's none of that it's just these people died it's obvious you need to how dare you even try to challenge it the voice of reason with andy hoosier Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Halfway through already, the fastest hour of radio on radio, plus the live streaming, the podcasting, radio, TV, all over the place, multiple radio stations, multiple TV stations. Thanks for hanging out with us today, doing the thing like we do every single day, your political therapist, as we try to bring an intervention to the progressive mindset. We are intervening right now. We are sitting you down and saying, look, here's your intervention. You have serious problems, but yet they are so tied into their ways that they just refuse to let it go. Again, just the tone of the snarkiness. It's kind of like uh, Kamala Harris with her snarkiness, thinking that we are above and beyond. We are overpowering you. You know it. And you just have to go along with us. Josh, these requirements are promulgated by federal law. So when the president announced um, his vaccine uh, mandates for businesses that, of course, we're waiting on OSHA regulations for as a next step, um, that was pursuant to federal law and the implementation of federal law. Because mm, that's federal. It's federal law. Federal law. You can't do anything about it. States don't have any rights. It's federal law. When we say something, you stand up and you listen. It's the narcissistic, crazy, like self-centeredness that, that many politicians have at that federal level. And it's fun to watch because they're going to lose. This is the ultimate test right now of the whole states' rights, federalism concept, states' rights versus federal rights, and uh, trying to understand where that line is drawn with the challenging court from the te- uh, states of Texas and, and uh, Florida right now. 
this will be the telltale sign on how well the courts actually handle this issue on whether states actually have the right to say, sorry, you're not allowed to force private businesses in my state to do this. So we'll see. I want to shift gears a little bit, though, on the other front of just dominant control and kind of the snarkiness from the other side of the aisle as we talk the latest in what's trending. What's trending today? The big question, of course, is we're about a year out now from the midterm elections. They're going to be, is Donald Trump, and you say it's going to be huge. It's going to be bigly, the biggest thing you've ever seen in your entire life. It's going to be a major election next year because there are so many angry people with a massive quitting phase in the private sector. The lack of, we've talked about all these issues already, the the shortage in staff, the, the labor shortage, the shortage in uh, goods and materials because we don't have anyone actually working these things. There's a major issue right now largely because of the COVID pandemic, largely because of the COVID mandates, and largely because of the way progressives are running things. I just saw a headline as well that, did you know, uh, excluding food and energy, consumer prices overall for the month of September rose by 0.4% for the month of September. Year over year, inflation, consumer prices that you pay at the gas pump, you pay in the grocery store, you pay just in general for whatever you're buying are up 5.4% year over year. 5% more than what you were paying just a year ago. How crazy is that? People are angry. So we need to make sure that when we go to the voting booth to actually fix these issues, that we actually trust the voting system. Because right now, at the same time, a lot of people don't. To talk about this issue on how we find our voter election integrity, how we restore that, how we make sure that people are safe and know and are secure going to the voting booth. Excited to have on the program. He's a research associate for the John Burchett Society. We've had them on quite frequently, if you notice. Also a contributor to the new American Magazine. Excited to have on Peter Rykowski with us here. Peter, how are you, my friend? I'm doing well. It's great to be on, Andy. Yeah, it's great to have you on the show. I appreciate this very much. Uh, there is obviously a lot of frustration with the electoral process. And while a lot of people still don't believe that the election was fair or proper in the general election of 2020. We just had the recall election in California where I've heard concerns about people even wondering if that election was proper. Do I'm assuming we're probably at an all-time low for the faith in our electoral system. The big question is, is it safe and do we have a process to get it to be safe? Yeah, well, great questions, Andy. And regarding the California election, I I saw it, it, a story just yesterday that they're still counting the votes for that, you know, just to show how how horrible the process is in California. Wow. But yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, ensuring that our elections are safe and fair—that is one of the most important questions, you know, that 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 our republic faces if we're going to have a free country, you yeah. know, because if our elections aren't fair, the establishment is just going to rig them and and get their favored candidates in power, you know, while patriotic Americans who love our country while we're disenfranchised. That is true. So, now, what, is the, what is the biggest concern with the electoral process right now? Is it the electronic voting machines and concerns of hacking? Is it a concern of illegal aliens and individuals that shouldn't be voting, going out and voting? Is it ballot harvesting? Is it a little bit of all of the above? I mean, what is the major concern overall, do you think, for many voters? Well, really, the correct answer, or, or, or I think the best answer, is all of the above. Because these issues, they, we Americans saw them loud and clear in 2020, but they've been, it, it's been uh, corrupt, and uh, our elections have had poor integrity for uh, several years, several decades actually, and it's been so many different areas. Uh, legal aliens voting is one of them because the states, uh, pressured by the federal government, have been giving driver's licenses to illegal aliens and other non-citizens 
you know, ballot harvesting, you know, especially with uh, the coronavirus. But even before that, uh, many left-wing states and even some conservative states have enacted that, you know, with the mail-in ballots that exploded during during the uh, coronavirus, you know, and the electronic machines is one of the biggest ones. And actually, I've heard a lot of concern about that because we've completely abandoned paper and now we're relying on these machines. So it's, uh, you know, very uh, perilous for a country. And what's even worse is that the Democrats in Congress, the far left, they want to push these uh, blatantly unconstitutional laws that would uh, completely, uh, you know, it would, ma- it would make this, the, the already bad system indefinitely worse. Right. So, yeah. So fortunately, I do think that Americans, that there, is, that there are actions that we can take uh, to restore faith in the election process. Uh, but it's going to be a lot of work. It is going to be a lot of work. It's a lot of things that we need to do and be aware of and fight for. Now, what are the steps that we can do to restore this? I mean, obviously, we've had the the tour with like Mike Lindell with his you know symposiums trying to talk about election fraud, which I have my issues with it, but overall, you know, I get the concept and I like it. I I like the fact that we are fighting these issues like HR one that was a massive centralization of electoral processes. Now we have HR what is it three or five or whatever it is that's kind of a, a watered down but essentially the same type of version to stop these massive centralizations of the elections outside of that what can we do to make the system more fair right well well fighting those is a really big uh goal of us that that we have and that's very important but then there's a lot of stuff that states can do uh because there are some federal laws that exist currently but uh the vast majority of election laws lie with state legislators Mm. and the good thing is uh, there's a lot that states, you know, can do, and voters are waking up and they're putting in increasing an increasing amount of pressure on their state legislators. And state legislators are beginning to act. There's still more that they can do. Uh, we still have to keep putting a lot of pressure on them, but they're beginning to wake up. Yeah. So there are a few things that they can do. Uh, one of them is uh, ending or you know, com- or significantly curtailing early voting and absentee voting, you know, because in, in some states, early voting will go up to 35 to 40 days. Sure. You know, that's not election day, that's election month. <laughs> and the the time it takes, the amount of effort it takes to, you know, to uh, patrol the ballots, to make sure that everything is running correctly, that there's no fraud, that increases exponentially if voting takes over 40 days. So making Election Day Election Day once again, that is a very simple solution that states can do. And some states have already done that. Iowa, um, earlier this year, they reduced early voting by a third, which is very good because their their people, they don't have to uh, spend so much energy that they did before just to make sure that the process was working right. Uh, Also, going back to paper. You know, ballots need to have a paper trail, and state legislators can do that easily. Is and there then, a concern uh, with that one? Let's stop right there for just a second. With with that one of going back to paper, is there, like here in the state of Kansas, where I'm based out of, we have both. If you do the electronic, then it prints out a paper, and that way you can compare both of them. Do most states do that, or do a lot of them just go straight electronic without having a paper trail to validate them? And is that some of the issue that we're seeing? Yeah, a lot of them, a lot of them don't even do uh, the ballot, the uh, the paper copies. Wow. It's purely electronic. And what's even worse is 
Uh, Congress in this area, they, they've put pressure on the states to do this because they passed the Help America Vote Act, which requires states to buy these electronic voting machines. And because there's so much pressure on the states to comply, that they've bought uh, all these machines with poor software, you know, often from foreign countries. Uh, so terrible machines, but uh, the states, you know, they've, they've rushed the process in buying these machines. The state legislators, they should get together and they should say, you know, we're going to throw out these bad machines. We're going to buy uh, American-made machines that are far superior to what we already have. Sure. And then another point is many of these congressional laws are blatantly unconstitutional. Article 1, Section 4 does not in any way regulate state-level elections or local-level elections. They only affect elections to Congress. No, you're absolutely right, and I'm glad you mentioned that because that that's the main point, which I'm glad that we're starting to recognize. And we got to take a break here in just a second. Can you stick over one more segment with us? Of course. Awesome. I love it because I want to tease that and, and, and tee it up here for us as we tease this intro of the federalism that we're about to be challenged with because we have not talked about federalism for years. We have not thought about it for years. It's been something that's just kind of by an underlaying, but we've given so much power to the federal government is will these state legislatures, as you mentioned, because it sounds like they're the ones that had the key card to actually make all this stuff happen and really preserve our electoral process. The big question is, is are we going to see federalism prevail because what is the duty of the federal government in elections versus what is the duty of the state in federal elections? We'll do that when we come back. Got to take a break. We're talking with Peter Rykowski. He's with the John Burchett Society. You can find them at jbs.org. Also, the New American Magazine, thenewamerican.com. Check those guys out as well. We'll continue this conversation when we come back to wrap up the midweek celebration here on The Voice Reason. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online. Helping you defend and preserve this great republic. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at network at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at hoosierreason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at network at gmail.com or find our contact information at hoosierreason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I'm telling you, we are in, I don't want to say biblical times, but we're definitely in historical times right now where this is going to be written down in history books. The challenge, the challenge of constitutional powers on where we go as a future of this nation. Will we be centralized or will we get back to limited government and freedom the way you know things were intended back in the day? Crazy thought. I totally know. We have... Vaccine mandates, we have taxes, we have just utopian power consuming the private sector left and right. We have people leaving the workforce. And then the question is, will it be consumed by private entities again, or will it be consumed by the central government? Because that's what they like. We have election issues. Do we keep election power at the state level, or do we have election power at the federal level to do whatever they want to with? There's still that movement to try and get rid of the Electoral College. The National Popular Vote Movement. Yeah, that's still gaining traction. Did you know that they're like, I don't know, five or six states away from actually making that happen? Because if enough states sign on to it, then regardless of if your state actually wins or not, they will have enough of them to say, well, the popular vote went this way, so we're just going to change our state electoral cast votes and cast them towards the winner of the popular vote nationwide. They are close to actually getting that done. So... Yeah, we got some time on our, we got some work on our hands to do. We have some things to get done. And we're talking with Peter Ikowski. He's with the John Birch Society on this, the new American magazine as well. You can find them online at jbs.org. And Peter, let's talk about the importance of this right now. How uh, vital is it for federalism? And do you think federalism is actually going to prevail where we have this duking out of the, uh, uh, the federal government and state governments and this duking of powers right now with this power struggle that we have, will we prevail with states coming out on top? Well, it's great to be back with you, Andy. And yeah, federalism is one of the most important and fundamental principles of the United States. I mean, the founding fathers, they wanted a limited government. Yeah. You know, how do you create a limited government? One of the ways is to is the separation of powers and not just uh, horizontal, but also vertical, you know, states, and the federal government. And the states are, were intended to be a counterbalance to the newly formed federal government. And over the many decades, the federal government has asserted the power, uh, the limitations of power in the Constitution. No, it's just crazy. Uh, but, I mean, Peter, think about this for a second. I mean, we have, uh, and this is related to the COVID vaccines and the challenge from, uh, with lawsuits from the states of Texas and, and Florida challenging these mandates on private businesses, but this is the response from Jen Psaki. This is exactly what you're talking about, regardless of whatever issue it is. The Just the absurdity to where they just assume they know and that they are the all-powerful kings and they can do whatever they want to. Well, we know uh that federal law uh, overrides state law. Uh, I would note that uh, earlier when we put out our guidance uh, on the president's uh, announcement about mandates several weeks ago, he made clear it made clear that, uh, again, as I said earlier, requirements are promulgated pursuant to federal law and supersede any contrary state or local law or ordinance. 
Uh, additionally, nothing in this guidance excuses noncompliance with any applicable state law or municipal ordinance. We put out guidance several weeks ago conveying that clearly. But fundamentally, beyond the legal aspect, which is unquestionable in our view, uh, the question for any business leader is, what do you want to do to save more lives in your companies? There it is, Saki. So, you know, we just know. Federal law trumps state law. We can do whatever we want to, and it doesn't give any excuses, doesn't give any type of wiggle room for states to try and not comply. This is what you do because we signed a federal executive order, and therefore that trumps your state law. That's crazy. Yeah, and Tazaki's comment shows how, how little she knows and how much the Biden administration totally disregards and disrespects the U.S. Constitution. I mean, she completely ignores Article 6 of the Constitution, which is this Constitution and the laws made in pursuance thereof shall be the supreme law of the land. Yeah. Made in pursuance thereof is the key phrase. And because if a law is to be supreme, if a federal law is to be supreme, it needs to be uh, in compliance with the Constitution. It needs to be constitutional. Yeah. So when the Biden administration makes these uh, totally unconstitutional edicts, and they're not even laws, they're edicts, <laughs> unilateral edicts, that, that is totally unconstitutional. The state law then, which is in compliance with the Constitution, trumps Biden's unconstitutional edicts. Yeah, well, and and as you mentioned, I mean, you're right, they're, they're edicts, they're executive orders. A law would be Congress passing it and the executive order, the, the president signing it under the executive branch and enforcing it. That's not happening here. They're signing a paper from the executive and just saying, states, you abide by this or not. It's it's crazy. We're out of time, my friend. I appreciate it. we got to get you back on the program again soon. Peter Rykowski, John Birch Society, JBS.org. Peter, let's get you back on again soon. Great to be with you, Andy. I hope to do it. Hey, always a pleasure. We'll get you back on real soon. That does it for us today. It goes by way too fast. I tell you, the federalism, we are at war, and we will duke this out, and we'll, we, we will see who prevails at the end of the day, and I have a good feeling about it because common sense usually, sometimes, most of the time prevails, allegedly, unless AOC is involved, of course. Ha! That does it for us today. Podcast up in just a little bit. Back at it tomorrow for a Thursday. Until then, be your own voice of reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. This is The Voice Series, and we'll see you on the radio tomorrow. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.